We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, a proud partner of the Blue Wire family and the Eurostep Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Numak, and joining me once again is my trusty co-host, Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. How about yourself? Never better. Living the oh. dream, some might even say. I get oh. to talk about all my favorite things. Injuries, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, oh. the Brian Gutenkunz as the GM as a GM. Oh man. Great, great times to be had today. But before we get back in uh into the Packers news. Um, a couple of promotions, obviously. As always, go join Repod if you haven't already. Uh, Jordan and I have been over there commenting, talking. I'm getting those listener numbers up, getting those minutes racked up, hoping for a Spotify-esque uh, recap at the end of the year atop the top leaderboard for most listens, listening time over there because I am a sickle listen to my own podcast. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, go join over there. It's a growing community, and we're uh, having a lot of fun, so... Go join Repod and join all the other Repod channels for all the other Eurostep Podcast Network uh, feeds. Additionally, uh, we are having a little meetup. Andrew and Adam are visiting Milwaukee April the first weekend in April, and we're having a uh, listener meetup at a TBD location on April fourth. Watching a little Bucks Wizards and some Brewers Mets. 
and we would love to have you guys come and join us. Uh, but we need to know how many of you are coming so we can book the appropriate size venue. So if you're interested in coming and you are down to clown, some might say, go over to gsvn.info oh, no. and uh, fill out the form and let us know you're coming so we can uh, book a place and share a wonderful time. Just a bunch of guys and gals being dudes watching sports. So go over to gspn.info or all the links GSPN related are and uh, fill out the Google form. Yes, fill out the Google form. Your life depends on it. That is actually true. <laughs> if you don't fill out the Google form, you someday might soon die. Yes, this someday is the PSA. Soon, someday far away, but you may die. <laughs> We're off the tracks already. Jordan, a lot of Packers news this week. A lot of Packers news. Finally. <laughs> Come on. And guess what? <laughs> well, I don't want to play spoiler. Alert, you can play spoiler. Alert. Well, we can just put a spoiler tag. A lot of Packers news. Not a lot of Packers decisions still going on. <laughs> we got more news about Aaron Rodgers' bowel movements than we did about his actual decision. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. that took off or why that took off, but it did. Yeah. So. But I guess we can probably go in chronological order of news of news that happened this week. Um, obviously, the scouting by, scouting combine started on Sunday in Indianapolis. Um, no actual workouts have been done yet. Those start as you're listening to this today on Thursday. Um, but all the position groups, I think everybody but um, wide receivers and running backs. I think maybe tight ends. I forget who's on the last day, but there's like one of the groups that showed up um, Monday or Tuesday and then um, just had all the interviews and things like that. So, but yeah, for the most part, all the position groups are in Indianapolis at, um, at this point. And I think the old linemen um, start t- today. And now that you're listening to this with all of their workouts. Mm. So I'm trying to find the official one. Yeah. Um, not old linemen. I apologize. Old linemen are the last group. D linemen and linebackers start their um, on field workouts today, Thursday. And then um, DBs, punt returners, or place kicking, so kickers and special teams start on Friday. QBs, wideouts, and tight ends start on Saturday. And O linemen and running backs start on um, Sunday with all of their on the field workouts. And then the next day after those, each group's when they do their bench presses and all their uh, workouts. So. A big weekend of football. But yes. as they arrived, started doing all their interviews and such, Brian Gunakunst was in Indianapolis um, with no coaching staff this year. They have shifted away from that. Matt LaFleur and company did not attend as they opted to stay back in Green Bay and talk strategies and things of that nature. I'm not really sure how much you can strategize before free agency and the draft for your next <laughs> season, but that's the excuse they gave and more power to them. Um, but yeah, just Goody and he talked to the media. He talked at length, um, to the media talking about a lot of different stuff. Um, at the top of the docket was obviously Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is coming out of his darkness retreat, um, last weekend, I believe, or last week sometime. I, I know Jordan, I'm trying to take it seriously. It's his, it's his own <laughs> I, know, I, know. I, I know, I know, um, but what came out of that was that they haven't really talked. Goody and Rogers haven't since um, Rogers came out of his retreat. And um, it's, I forget who had said it. I saw it on Twitter, 
but it made it seem like Goody and Rogers haven't really talked at length since the season ended. So I'm. It seems like they're just letting Rogers make his decision and not trying to get an in, uh, an update every single step of the way. And we'll just kind of get there when we get there. So, um, his biggest thing was that he wanted a deal to be done by March fifteenth, or he said he quote hopes to have a deal done by March fifteenth, which is when free agency starts. So, I guess Jordan, what are your thoughts on either? the lack thereof discussion between the organization routers at this point, as well as what do you, do you, do you think we get an answer by March 15th, which is because Rogers did say he plans to make a decision sooner rather than later. March 15th is now 14 days away. So yes, we are two weeks away yeah, from so that. two weeks. Do you, do you think he makes a decision in the next two weeks? Um, do I think Aaron Rodgers makes a decision in the next two weeks? He keeps talking about the decision. Um, decision, decision, decision. Ah! Uh, I just, I would like to say yes, just to get this whole thing over with. And I don't think, I think a lot of people were surprising or back up. When Brian Gutekun speaks, it's rare. And, of course, when you have a star quarterback um, in the twilight of his career and openly contemplating things out for everybody to see across major platforms and podcasts every week, um, it just keeps going on and on and on and on. So it's naturally these questions could be asked every week. And to me, I could see it two ways. Is he bluffing when he says he hasn't really talked to Aaron Rodgers? Probably. But also, I don't think, as we talked about ad nauseum, ad nauseum, the decision is not for him to make, in part because of what they agreed to with their contract and all that stuff last year. Right. So, yeah. Like, I find it very believable that they probably have talks and it's been brief about like, well, if you're coming back, this is what we're going to do. We either keep you or we're going to trade you. Give us some places that you want to play at. We'll talk to those teams. We'll keep it hush hush as much as we can. But obviously that's not going to be the case because it's 24 seven news cycle and you know, all this stuff. So I just, I don't know. I, I view it like there was nothing revelatory, obviously what he said. I don't think he, wants to be revelatory anyway because there is a sense of you still for what little leverage he has in the situation he could still hold the cards of like as we'll get into with his other comments of of wanting to keep the door open for rogers if that is what he chooses but the constant you know one day it's okay i think it's pro rogers staying that is if he plays yeah i mean there's just so many endless opportunities or possibilities and doors that are open of like this is in play this is in play this is in play that having the actual gm of the packers say the thing of i haven't really talked to aaron over the or since the season ended it just kind of makes sense why we are where we are because like it's just up to one person and the person is has to make that decision. Right. Yeah, I think I think he does make a decision soon. 
because I, I think he's like committing enough to making it soon throughout all of his little media media appearances. Um, yeah, I do agree that he wasn't like Goody wasn't revelatory in any of his talks because, like you said, he can't be because he can't play his cards one way or the other. And there was an interesting tweet I saw from um, from Jeff Darlington, who is just a general um, ESPN um, NFL reporter. He said, the situation between, between Rodgers and the Packers, both publicly and privately, is feeling more like two sides trying to navigate the perceptions of a breakup rather than two sides trying to find a way to continue forward together. And I think that's pretty spot on, honestly, because over the past two seasons, not counting... Yeah, inclu- I'm sorry, including this last season and the two previous off-seasons, to be, mm-hmm. to be confusing. Um, Goody has said over and over again that they want Rodgers back. They've been, like, they, they want Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback of the Packers. They want him there. And then as soon as the season ended, that kind of got walked back to, well, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see where we are as a franchise, what he wants, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's as open and honest he's, is he's going to be up until the decision is made because he already changed his tune from the, I think it was either pre-Bears or post-Bears. I think it was the bye week, honestly, when him and LaFleur talked yeah. to media at length about Rodgers. So that's already changing his mind once in the past six months. And I think that that's really all we can kind of hope for, or not hope for, wait for at this point, is just his decision. Um, He went on Aubrey Marcus's podcast this week, which is where the source of his um, ball movements came from, all that, mm. all that news. Mm. Um, but he did have a, a interesting quote about his decision, so I'm going to to read it quickly. That's not quickly. I'm going to read it as <laughs> concisely as I can. <laughs> concisely as you can. So um, this is from Rogers on the podcast quote. It's best for anybody who has an interest in this to make it for me to make a decision sooner rather than later. I remember before Brett Favre retired, there were times in April and May we weren't sure if he was going to come back because he didn't come off. He didn't come to any of the offseason programs. Then in 2008, he actually did retire. And in March said, no, no, no. In June, after OTAs, I actually want to come back and play. That's when he was traded to the Jets. And there's obviously a lot of tension that summer. For everybody involved directly and indirectly, it's a best for a decision earlier. I feel really good about the conversations that are going to be had that have been that have been had with the important people in my life. So I think like I'm gonna sorry, let me pause. Still a quote, I'm gonna jump to the end of it. Um This is my life, it's important to me. I'll make a decision soon enough and we'll go down that road and I'll be really excited about it. So it seems that he's confident that he's gonna make a decision soon. At least he understands that or at least is projecting out there that he understands that a decision made before the draft is a, the best for both worlds to cue in my Hannah Montana. Um, but it's just, when does that come? Does it come? I I'm leaning towards it happens at which point we'll cover it for you guys. But until then we'll see. We'll get more just random news reports from, he, he's close to making a decision. Oh, he might make mm-hmm. a decision today. Like that's going to be the most annoying part of the process at this point is like sources tell me the decision is coming in the 11 o'clock hour. <laughs> Stay tuned here on ESPN Ocho. That's right. That's right. So, um, <laughs> I'm trying to see, I don't think we, by the have... way, what podcast was that that you mentioned that he was on? 
uh, Aubrey Marcus's podcast. I don't know the exact um, title, but I can certainly find the exact. Well, I would like to explain to our listeners out there that Aubrey Marcus is the founder of On It, a globally disruptive brand based on a holistic health philosophy he calls total human optimization. <laughs> that is the. For what it's worth, um, on it isn't exactly a small company. They were like, no, they were really big into the podcast game. Is what they were. They were like mm-hmm. before. Um, oh, what are they? The, the protein bars. So I'm not giving free ads to that have a um, alliterative name. They were like that company, uh, but like five six years ago, and podcasts were just blossoming. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, one more, I guess, one more thing on Rogers that I'd like to touch on before we move on to some more of Goody's um, quotes. This is um, a screenshot of Rogers' conversation with on our, Albert Marcus's podcast from Tyler Dunn. It says, quote, this is Rogers speaking, I've been doubted before. Honestly, I felt in the first year that uh, Coach LaFleur was here in 2019. I felt like at times I was a game manager. I didn't quite understand what we were doing at times on offense. My job was to take care of the football, and I did. Through four interceptions and 26 touchdowns, and we were 13-3, but I felt like there was so much more. Then they drafted my replacement, and then I won MVP twice. I threw 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions in two years. Obviously, there were changes that happened on the team and the coaching staff, and I didn't have my best year playing. There's probably people who think I'm done. I thought I was done before I became MVP twice. There, there would be plenty of inspiration down that road, end quote. I think it's kind of lame that he's ex- he's understanding that he played like crap leading up to Lafleur's tenure as coach and was a game manager in 2019, but then it took him getting a replacement drafted and Jordan Love to actually kick it into gear. Like he's not really owning anybody. Like I think he might be thinking he is because. If you get two MVP years out of drafting Aaron Rodgers' replacement, you draft his replacement every single time. Like, if they could, in theory, draft C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or whoever they want this year and get two more MVP years out of Aaron Rodgers, you do that every time. Like This is exactly the thought process I had behind why love was necessary to begin with. Right. Because you take as much as painful or as painful as those endings were those seasons – you still you had a shot yeah you had a shot you had a shot and again it helped rogers kick on this third prime second i don't i don't know what you want to call this like extended yeah extended extended his career clearly oh yeah and yeah i i agree with you i mean it he can view it the way he wants, and he obviously views it in a very different way. But, like, it also gives credence to what everybody has said of, like, they got LeFleur for him to be a game manager. Or, sorry, LeFleur comes in, rehauls or overhauls the system, implements how he wants to play. And the, I think just, like, the, the term game manager for a, a lot of quarterbacks is just very, like, it's like a third rail. Like you don't want to be viewed like that. You want to be viewed as like your talents are so spectacular that it propels you to, but like, that's the, that's the tension that just inherently exists when you have someone as good as Aaron Rodgers has been last year, notwithstanding mm-hmm. and a coach 
who has a very um as much as we haven't really seen that system because it's very it's been a blending of both but he has a very precise way of how he wants to play right and it's like i don't know it it honestly diminishes the both of them by saying that because it's just the first year that's what happens in first years you know what i mean like you're not like it's a read you're feeling yeah the offense yeah yeah (laughs) it's yeah that's just a weird way to i guess to put it but i don't know yeah it's just I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I get my thoughts on it already. I don't need to <laughs> to recite them again. Um, that's really it on Rogers. Still some comments from Goody Cup coming, but um, I guess my last question for you on the Rogers over under two weeks. Over under March, or before, I guess before or after. Before or after March 14th or 15th. Well, if he doesn't have the decision now... It's like okay, I think, over he, I think he has that. I think he's just ready, to, wanting to drop it when he's ready to drop it. Like, yeah, you you give your prediction of before or after, and I'll give mine. Over. I think he goes before the date, and I think he goes sometime next week, because mm. um, this week is a scouting combine. Like they're all like everybody's focused on the combine. Oh, I know where you're going. But next week's kind of a dull week. The, um, what is he, it's like a, is he dropping on McAfee? I don't think he drops on McAfee. <laughs> I, like, I mean, he might. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Um, but does he drop it on a beach in Tampa Bay? I doubt he doubt he drops it there either. I think it comes out probably from eating up a horror or something of what he's doing. Like, I'm sure when we get the announcement. It will be a Packers and Rodgers announcement together. It will be one of it'll be Pack, Aaron Rodgers intends to retire. Aaron Rodgers intends to keep playing, but is wishing to move on from the Packers. Or Aaron Rodgers is playing, and the Packers intend on keeping him, restructuring his contract. Like there's three, three kind of options there that I see. Go ahead. Revised prediction. He goes to Bay Beach Amusement Park. Winds howling. Off of the river, on the zip or lake, the, it's, it, it's it's the bay. Sorry, that's why it's Bay Beach. Bay Beach. Sorry, <laughs> he's on the Ferris wheel, and he has a camera crew at one pod. He's on another pod. He, he's announcing his retirement speech or where he's leaving, but the the audio is just so choppy that you can't hear. What <laughs> That is quite the prediction. If you nail that, I'll give you your flowers for the rest of time. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's next week because there's a dull, there's a lull in NFL talk next week because free agency, free agency tampering begins um, March 13th through the 15th. And then um, the 15th is the new league year, which is when free agency signings are allowed. So I think that that next week is just where there's a, it's barren NFL news wise. It'll be after the combine's done, before free agency. That's the time I think he does it. So yeah. Um, but back to Goody's comments at the combine, he had no trouble talking about the other quarterback on the roster, Jordan Love. Um, echoing what a lot of other Packers have said this season, um, even during the season and in the off season, um, that quote Jordan Love is absolutely ready to be a starter. 
um, and that he, quote, brought an intensity week to week that had not been seen before in the building. Pew, pew, pew. Jordan, yes, you showed up to OTAs. Jordan, do you think those are shots fired, or do you think this is a testimony to Love's work ethic? I think it is a testimony to Love's work ethic. I would agree. I think... You don't add the... I mean... I don't know. We're at the point with the Rogers Love. This is my final... Like, it's bleeding into my Jordan Love talk. Yep. But, like, any comments made in regards to either one... We're not at the point of, like, oh, they're choosing Jordan Love over Aaron Rodgers. It's like, no... That's not where we are anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's more of just like this thing has just kind of ran its course. And yeah, he is the successor to Aaron Rodgers. But and you could say you could say all you want about drafting. What? 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 Uh, what? It, 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 it's it's hard to say for sure. Yeah, that is true. That, that he is, is the Aaron Rodgers successor. Yes. I, I'm pumping the brakes on your narrative after my narrative got shut down from last week already, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but I also, I just think like <laughs> Jordan Love is a mystery and there's still so many questions around him going into his fourth year. Yeah. And we have seen him play so little. And again, there's a lot of criticism tagged at uh, charged at Gruden Coons for drafting Jordan Love in the first place. That, yeah, I would want to talk plenty about a decision that I think was a good one and saying, like, this guy deserves to start. There's we saw palpable changes in his um, work ethic and just approach to the game and just becoming a professional. That's that's how I took it. I don't I don't take it as this guy can just throw an 85 yard bomb and flips the birds at Aaron. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't think that's how it is. I think any other comment about Love's like state of being as a quarterback would be concerning given where the train <laughs> is possibly headed. Like, yes. If he's like, yeah, he could be an NFL starter one day, that, <laughs> I'd be very worried if, that's, if we're going through all this Rodgers and Love debate and he's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I think you're you're spot on correct that he's hyping up his own traffic that he's gotten criticized for over the last four years. So why not? Um moving on. Um common theme in Goody's press conference was injuries and returning players. Um listening to the press conference, it seems like David Bakhtiari and Mason Crosby are on track to be back with the pack next year. How about that for a rhyme scheme? (laughs) (laughs) Dropping bars on the top pocket. What do you think of the Crosby Cosmonts? Because I think that was talked about a lot. Goody said that he thinks he'll have a better year than he had this year because he's not coming off of an injury he had in training camp. And I could see why he Which, as we went over with grades, he was still pretty good. Like, it ended better than it started. Right. And it... but. But so we kind of already talked about this with the grades. If he's actually healthy and you can't con- you can't confirm health, like you can't or not confirm, you can't guarantee health moving into the year. Um but if he can stay healthy and stay healthy throughout the season, 
I I guess I guess um twenty nine or twenty twenty one he had um four kicks of fifty yards or more in uh like I say in twenty twenty one and he made three of them. As opposed to last year he had four kicks and only made one. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it at length in his grade in that depending on who the quarterback is, I'm comfortable with that in different ways. I have a different amount of comfort with that. If Rodgers is the quarterback and they're going to be like forcing the ball on fourth down from the 35, 40 yard line. Sure. Crosby's ability to kick 55, 60 yard field goals doesn't really matter. He hasn't ever been able to kick them that far in the first place. So we'll go 50 to 55 because he's hung around in that range for most of his career. If Jordan Love is the quarterback, and they're a little more reserved on fourth down in the 35-40 kind of yard line, then I would hope that they're starting to think about a kicker of the future mm-hmm. and finding a solid one, if it, if, even if it is this offseason. Because if you have a less experienced quarterback, you're not going to be as probably successful maybe in those yard situations all the time where sometimes you just need points. Like... Mm-hmm. Who knows how consistent Jordan Love is if he plays like as if he does start from game to game. And some games you might just need twelve points on four kicks. Like you just might need it. Yeah. And so it's it's tough. I I I wouldn't be upset if he came back at the initial signing. I would also not I'd probably also say I told you so if you had a bad year from from distance again. Because it's the cut the writing's already there. It's just how much do they think that he can bounce back from his help as a as a healthy kicker as opposed to a maligned uh kicker this past year. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my thoughts and feelings. I think yeah, I think it's all very fair. I, I mean we he sees him a lot more than we do. We right. only see him in game situations, but the thought process behind it is sound. And it was overlooked that, yeah, he was coming off of leg surgery and that will certainly affect your kicky power. But that also is a sign of decline, age. It happens to everybody. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it'll be something to monitor, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Because either way, there's no comfort in staying with Crosby or starting anew and finding someone that is unproven, but you know, talk about another successor. That's, that's who I'd rather talk about. How do you, you know, who's that? Why isn't ESPN headlining with like, what are the Packers going to do with Mason Crosby? (laughs) Where's his successor? It's a wonderful question (laughs) as to why ESPN is not covering kickers. Um, I don't know. Um, but, Moving on, you have anything else on Crosby? I don't. No. Okay. Um, the other name that came up in similar talks, because in order to sign Crosby, they have to do a little bit more restructuring. Um, so I guess we'll start with the one that happened, and that's um, Kenny Clark's restructure. They restructured his uh, his contract today, uh, Wednesday, so yesterday as you're listening to this. Um, but Field Yates of ESPN reported that they converted thirteen point eight three five billion um, of Kenny Clark's twenty twenty three uh, compensation to um, a signing bonus, and that created eleven million dollars in cap. So, 
they've uh they've freed up a lot of cap this this offseason already between um Jair, Preston, I think. Yes. And then obviously Aaron Jones and now Kenny Clark. Mm-hmm. So and possibly, come on down, who's next? Right. And if it's anybody next, it'll be Rogers, because they said Goody said that if it's comes back, they're gonna have to restructure his contract in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So um another tally for the um the cap is a myth crowd because the Packers were in cap hell all off season long until they started restructuring these things. So um, I personally do think the Pied Piper eventually comes, but it doesn't seem to be this off season if they're going to yep. be under the cap and have some room to play with free agents. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I don't really have any strong feelings in Kenny Clark's restructure, just happy it happened. Um, but the bigger news I think is that it was reported that they are working to get, um, David Bakhtiari's contract restructured as well. Um, Goody said that during his during the press conference. So that's pretty important. Like Bakhtiari was good this year when he was healthy, and um, when if he's if he's an all pro when he's healthy, if I'm all for him being the left tackle for who whichever quarterback they have um, moving forward. So we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Do you have any thoughts on Mr. Bakhtiari? Um, it's interesting. Certainly between the restructure talk and the fact that he'll be back, you yeah. kind of would have thought maybe this guy's tied to Eric Rogers' hip. But he still could be. Yeah. Because that's where we are. But <laughs> I'd be I'd be really interested to see how that plays out, just like Bakhtiari's comments kind of stuff. Like is Bakhtiari willing to take a restructure if Rogers isn't back? Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it runs that deep, truthfully, truthfully. But like you said, they've been best buds for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, as you said, it's when he was healthy and it was touch and go for the first couple of weeks. But he was a very productive and yeah, really anchored that line as he always has. So it was good to see him return to his form. 
Um, but yeah, that that's a big contract. And in order to make any moves, whether to keep this thing going or pivot in a different direction, sacrifices have to be made. And yeah, we know that the Packers will uh, turn over every stone that they can to restructure contracts and find cap space. They have to. <laughs> yes, that is. Yeah, like they... <laughs> urgency is the the key. Yeah. Um. Alrighty. So a couple more comments about the line. I guess one more comment about the line. Um. Goody said that he believed that Zach Tom's best position coming out of college was center, which is an interesting development Ooh. considering he didn't play any center last year in his backup roles. <laughs> um. Maybe something to keep an eye on, depending on how they want to move forward at center with um, Josh Myers. My brain is filling me. I'm I'm now not confident in that's this name, and I feel that is his name. Okay, I, I thought that's his name, but as Jordan and I talked pre-pod, it's been a day, and both oh, yeah. both of us have, have a little brain fog going on right now. So, but yeah, if Josh Myers is just doing okay. In the coming uh, season and training camp, we'll see how that runs, and maybe they just shift Zach Tom to center full time. I don't know. That's like a. That's just something that we should keep in mind. Should something happen, yes, soon or in season. Yeah, little little earmark on that. Little game. yeah, that's a file this away for down the line kind of thing. That's right. File away for later. Um. But I believe that's all we've got for for newsy stuff, right? Or my I, I thought I saw one more thing, and you might have to vamp for me. Vamping, vamping, checking Packers follows because I believe uh, I'm doing a great job vamping. But I said vamping and then didn't say anything else. Vamping, so we're just vamping, trying. We're trying to mess over here. Um, safety, safety. Uh, Guru Kunz had some very. Um, did, I, did I miss this? You might have missed this. I might have missed this. Um, safety, a very important position coming up, considering that they're kind of crap at <laughs> every position. <laughs> yes, we got some mailbag questions about it later, so we'll we'll touch on the position momentarily. Andy, but this is probably from Andy Herman. I'm already forgetting. That's but I mean. he basically he basically just intimated that um Adrian Amos is likely gone. Uh oh, did he? yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That and that safety was uh a, a, gosh. I should have had this pre-pod. <laughs> um here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm finding it. Uh, no, that's this is, not what I'm this is doing. from a uh a writer for Packers Talk, Zach at Zach Upchurch. Um during his press press conference in the GM Brian Gunnakunst dropped a few hints that implied Amos may be done in Green Bay, including alluding to creative ways Packers can field their best five in the secondary. So um yeah, Andy Herman, here you go. I, got, I think I got Andy Herman's uh, tweet for you. One of the things that went a bit under the radar amongst all the chaos today was uh, Goody stating the secondary is a bit unsettled. Quote, we have a couple of safeties that are moving on. Yes, so, boom. There we go. Thank you. Oh, my God. We made it there. Hey, we got there. We got there. Yes. Um, 
Adrian Amos, Rudy Ford, and Dale Levitt are all free agents and may not be back. So mm-hmm. definitely uh, interesting. But Very we have a couple mailbag questions surrounding the safeties. So let's hop right into the mailbag. Thank you guys all for submitting your questions. Um, we do appreciate it, especially during the offseason. Um, first things first, this one is from uh, Mater in the Discord. If you want to submit some questions, you can join the Discord. And uh, that's a great place to do them. There's a whole channel just for mailbag questions. So <laughs> um, we'll read Mater's up first. Um, he, he has two questions, and I think they're separate, so we'll, we'll, we'll just use them separately. Uh, where do you expect the Packers to expend the most resources this offseason? Mainly draft, but also if they have opportunities to add in free agency. I'll let you start if you want. But I think mm-hmm. it plays off of what we just talked about. Safety is certainly one of them, if not the biggest, because Darnell Savage is the only one under contract. Correct. Um, yeah, I think safety for sure. For I think, sure. I think that is the position they um, target most in free agency. I don't know yes. if they go pretty deep into it in the draft. I think they will draft one. Um, but as we talked about on our little mini preview of the draft, um, if Brian Branch is there at... Uh, at 15 yeah 15 who knows if they might take him but i was doing some more reading it seems like he's more of a slot corner than a true safety like i guess true safeties are pretty shallow in this draft and not the strongest class so um it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that and if they try to make brian branch into a um make brian branch into a true safety or just play him as a slot corner and kind of figure out that going forward so It'll be interesting, but yeah, overall, I do think it's safety because that's like the last true need on that defense. Like, you, we need an edge rusher for sure to go opposite of Rashawn Gary to be like super, super powerhouse um, rushing the passer offense or I'm sorry, defense. But I think of like positions on the defense that are actively a negative right now. It is only safety. Like, I think that's just the the major hole they have right now. So I think that yeah, it's, they it's, spend the most resources to to shore up. It's like free agency is mainly um, who can help us for the Green Bay Packers in 2023. Yeah. Draft is obviously, and as they have proven time and time again, they don't view it as, hey, we're drafting you because we think you're going to be, you know, hitting the ground running and your starting quarterback or whatever position you play. They they view the long term play with the draft as you should. Yeah. Um three agency is always about the immediate help. And yeah, you mentioned that point of like they safety is always a position that they usually tend to go veteran experienced guys over, you know, Savage or Ha Clinton Dix way back when. Like those those uh, have panned out or started hot and then cooled considerably. Mm-hmm. So I think they just want to find some kind of anchor back there to kind of just right. balance out everything. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, also from Mater, 
uh, what position do you think is going to have or see the most drop off in performance um, compared to this past year? So which position Ooh. group is going to perform worse than they did in 2022? That's a good question because because <laughs> they were all like average, yeah. right? Like, yeah, performed up to their potential. And if they, I I found it already. Okay, Sorry. go ahead. Kick return. Do you think it's significantly better than it was last year? No, I think it drops off. You do? Yeah, if they don't if they don't get Nixon back. I think they bring him back. Like I don't I don't think they're if they don't bring him back, I think the fans might riot. <laughs> Cause like he's been the I don't only, know. The only like competent kick returner they've had in years. And they it finally showed up a posi- like a uh a facet of the game that they've been so poor at for a decade. I mean, I, I agree that it's tenuous, but I, I think they bring Keyshawn Nixon back if his sole purpose on the team is kick returning. I think which, they which do too, isn't. but which it isn't. He can be. But a, what if some some team just is like, hey, we're going to give you five million dollars? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I I would. <laughs> I think they bring him back. Like I I'm pretty confident they do. I switched to that would not be my answer. Um, this is a good question from Mater because I have a few different thoughts, but none of which are good because it's a downer question. <laughs> like, the real answer, I think, is quarterback because given my take on how I think Rodgers is progressing as a player and trending downward... If they keep Rodgers, I don't know if he performs above what he performed at last year. And I'm also not confident enough to say Jordan Love could surpass what Rodgers did last year. Like, I think he's... I, I think... What'd you say? I, I Yeah, I know you are. Um, I just think he's good. I, I, I think he'll succeed in the NFL. I don't want to set expectations high enough that he will surpass Aaron Rodgers as average year his first year as a starter i think that is a lofty expectation well like you know that'd be like making the playoffs would be a good year like i think that would be him surpassing what rogers did i don't know if he has that capability at this point just because we don't know and yeah that's like my that's essentially my safe bet as a guess because it's the most realistic option i think um but it very well could be the um the wide receivers too. If they don't have, well, wait. If 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 Jordan loves there and he's not throwing the ball well, then they'll suffer as well. But um, actually, you know what? I I apologize. I'm gonna backtrack because I'm I'm getting into a part of the argument that I realize I don't agree with because it's a different part of the offense. I'm gonna say the run game, but not the running backs. If they lose Big Dog and Al Lazard, they will see a significant drop off in the run. I was also going to say that my first answer before Nixon was going to be running back because if you move on from Rogers, what is the game plan for every opposing defense? Right. To stop, to stop the run essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's, let's yeah. test them out. Yeah. Let's I think make improve it. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say quarterback just because of the nature of what they're going through. But then as a result, running back too. even yeah. though I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are good running backs. I think they, if they lose key blockers and Mercedes Lewis and Al Lazard, it makes their outside run game a lot more difficult. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, our trusty friend John submitted a question. A fun one at that. Not fun, but an interesting one. What are your thoughts on the Rams proposing a new rule to make roughing the passer penalties reviewable during the NFL competition committee meetings this past Sunday? What are your thoughts, Jordan? Well, I think it's interesting. Do I think it opens up a can of worms that makes it even more like it can very well become in or go into like what is a catch kind of territory? Yeah, I mean, right. I agree. That is as much as you want the fair, honest call every time, it's a judgment call all the 100% of the time. Yeah. And what looks good in the moment when you see thousands and thousands of replays of it, the officials can't see that, but they see what happened in the moment and be like, that looks like an offense or uh, offense, <laughs> roughly the passer, or that doesn't look like one. And it's like, there's merit to either sides. So I don't know. I just think it just, it's going to further create that wedge of what people see at home on TV and every game broadcast constantly versus what people don't do or do not see in the stands because yep. there are little men out there <laughs> when yeah. you're way up in the nosebleeds yeah, of the mezzanine. 100 feet away, minimum, like minimal, 100 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. Think of being at the top of Arrowhead st- Stadium and seeing a penalty like that and like, oh, that looks fair. Just get your monocular. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> Patty? Is that Patty on the ground? Um, yeah. I need to know why he became Irish. I don't know. <laughs> Patty. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm a total agree with you. I think that while it does need to be re... I think it needs to be hashed out again as to what Rough and the Passer actually is. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a good idea to put it into a, a review because... At that point, it becomes a lot like the block charge in um yes. in the NBA, where oh my god, I think it, it, it's exactly what it would become because nobody would really know. It's a judgment call at that point. It's 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 solely a judgment call, and the talks around the changing of the rule, um, per what was her name, Judy Batista of the um, NFL Network, said this conversation was centered around the sling versus the slam. The slam being like your typical body slam you'd see on like WWE Friday Night SmackDown, and then the sling being like the rotation that you're whipping a quarterback to the ground. Like the latter isn't a penalty; it is a natural progression of the play, but a picking up and slamming is not. And so, I think that's fine. I think the biggest issue teams probably have with it is, um like forcible quote unquote forcible blows to the head and um linemen getting pushed into quarterbacks legs or blocked into their legs because like yeah if a guy just dives at a quarterback's legs uninterrupted un- uh, or unprovoked essentially then yeah that's a penalty he shouldn't be going after the quarterback's legs that's a dangerous play shouldn't be clotheslining the quarterback that's a dangerous play mm-hmm. but if you're a edge rusher or an interior D lineman and you get like um, chipped as like an interior D lineman into the quarterback into his legs that's not your fault like that you 
that you got pushed into the into the uh, the quarterback. Same idea as if you're falling and you get the quarterback's helmet as you go to tackle him. Like I don't think that's really a necessary penalty. Like the forceful blows to the head are important when they're like vicious sacks when you're tackling the guy around his neck and head. Like that's not a single yeah. play. So I think there is. I get the idea of wanting to do that, but I think it is a very slippery slope and you're opening up an entire can of worms, like you had said, and you're driving a wedge between what the ref actually saw and what we can see in 4K Ultra HD and replays at home. Yeah. And everything looks worse in slow-mo. Like, it just it just does. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just... I, I, I don't think it's a good idea... I think it's unfortunately just the way the game is refereed now, something that we have to come to terms with and that at some point each fan base is probably going to benefit and um, be at the butt end essentially to make a contrast of those mm-hmm. type of calls. Like it's just the way of this NFL we live in. Yeah. So yeah, I think if, if they go for it, I'd be fine with it, but I think it would throw a big old can of gas on NFL discourse and refereeing. Yeah. To to sum up my thoughts. Um trip to our good buddy Ty. Ty asked a question. Might need to do a tiny bit of a little on air research for this one just to think think of who we want to play, but he asked all the focus is rightly in his opinion on the pick compensation for Aaron Rodgers. But who is a current player in a potential deal that you'd be really excited uh, to be involved in in the deal? So, not thinking about the not thinking about the draft compensation, but rather the actual players that are in the NFL right now. Who would you be excited for um, to join the team as part of the deal? Can't say Darren Waller anymore because, according to the Athletic today, the Raiders, Josh McDaniel, and their GM. Um, have come to agreement as to not trade for Aaron Rodgers because they said they have plenty of holes on their team that they need to stock up with um, with draft folks, people in the draft, than to trade those away for a player. They don't think they're close enough to competing to trade for Aaron Rodgers, essentially. Mm-hmm. So number seven, as I got so in love with last year and trading <laughs> up for that, is now out the window. Um, but, and so is Darren Waller to go with it. So, who are some other players you'd like to see uh, draft or not or in, in a deal to come to the Packers should they trade Aaron Rodgers? I have a couple if you want me to go first. Go first, yeah. I would love one Elijah, Elijah Moore. Would be a big fan. A big fan. Um, him, I know like Corey Davis is another one they thought about um, trading, but I'm not too excited by him. Um, I'm trying to think of who else we had suggested for, for people to come over. Do we say maybe the Niners? I don't think you want to go to the Niners, right? He said you don't want to go to the Niners. I no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, when he was playing golf, he's playing golf, and this is a sec- sentence solely for Adam McGee. So Adam, I hope you're listening. When he uh, when Aaron Rodgers skirted his handicap at Pebble Beach <laughs> and won that mm-hmm. program, just so he could raise one trophy in uh, February in the last decade. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you mull over a couple. 
but my initial one is Elijah Moore. Would love a slot receiver to give to Jordan Love to uh, a, a good slot receiver to give to Jordan. Yes. Love. Darren Waller was very up my alley. <laughs> yeah. And so to have that option get taken away. Is it, is it unfortunate? For shame. For shame. I think um, anybody I want to trade for, I think I want to bolster the offense with. Because history tells us they're not going to draft an offensive player to help mm-hmm. out Jordan Love in the first round. Well, like, they would rather draft defensively. Right. So I would rather get a ready now player for the offense to help it succeed than the defense. That's where it gets tough of like... Who has stuff and who's willing to trade for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying Jets to... are just like opening their door to be Ooh. like, here, let's go. I don't think he'd ever agree to go. Um, but the commanders need a quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I just don't think he'd ever, ever, ever agree to go. Um, but Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson, I take for running back for like that make us a pretty stout running back team. And maybe that changes. Well, that wouldn't even be an option because they, I don't think take one back because they have AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, but, um, Looking at their receiving core, would not uh, hate to get Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson. Like, or Terry McLaurin. <laughs> I don't think they trade down the Terry. But one no. of Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson would be pretty fun. Like, Curtis Samuel had a pretty good bounce back year last year after being kind of in limbo his first few years in the NFL. I don't think they trade Jahan Dotson either, but I'd be fine with that. Like, if that's the mm. player that's coming back, they need a they need one. Um, if the Falcons want to take a swing on Aaron Rodgers, I don't know why they would because they're further away than the Raiders are. I take one Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm just trying to think, right? Because they hate him. They despise that man. <laughs> um, trying to just think of other trade-worthy teams. The Titans, maybe. I'm trying to think. It really isn't. They, don't... they made their uh, intentions known that they are keeping uh, Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. I would advise they don't, but go ahead. But they also like have Malik Willis. I don't know if why would they why they would trade for Rodgers. They have they drafted a quarterback last year, kind of thing. Like it just kind of kicks the young quarterback replacing Aaron Rodgers can down the line. Um, yeah, I don't think they trade Traylon Burks, which is a tragedy because I really want him for the <laughs> the Packers last year. Um, so yeah, I think to answer Ty's question, it's just Elijah Moore of the teams that are rumored to have trade for Aaron Rodgers. Like it's the jets at this point. Yeah. And I would take one Elijah Moore in the, in the trade. If the it's, Colts, yeah, well, one of the Colts would, would, uh, would trade for Aaron Rodgers and just keep pushing that. Um, who is their coach again? Not Jeff. Sapp. Oh, it's the Shane. Steichen. Steichen. Yeah. Not, Steichen. not, not Jeff Saturday. But the looking. No. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very draggable Z. Uh, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, a couple wide receivers that they have, and, and it could be any wide receiver too. Or not, it doesn't have to be wide receiver. That's just what, what I think would they benefit from on offense. Um, wouldn't hate one of Michael Pittman Jr. or Paris Campbell. Like, give me one of those guys. Um, if they want to send a safety over here, that wouldn't be. Then Jonathan Taylor. I think that's pretty good. 
going out there. <laughs> just, <laughs> just have uh, three, two stout running backs and Jonathan Taylor and, and, and uh, we'll make Aaron it Jones work. And just have AJ Dillon be our third down back or something. AJ Dillon, you're a tight end now. That's, That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but get, get at the end of the line, buddy. So, yeah, there's a uh, there's Ty's question. Tommy and Logan had um, similar questions, so I'll read Tommy's and then um, I'll read Logan's as well. Tommy asked, what are your thoughts on the Packers secondary going into 2023? Seems like they are weak at safety, as we mentioned, and strong at corner. But even their strength at corner, there are questions about fit and who can play in the slot. Um, and then Logan had mentioned taking on to, had mentioned taking on to Tommy is Razul safety at safety viable? Does it help or only complicate matters? So I just had this little epiphany, this little brain blast like I'm Jimmy Neutron. What if you draft Brian Branch at 15? And if he excels at slot corner, throw him in the slot, keep Eric Stokes and Jair on the outside, and then throw Razul at safety. Like, just see how it works. Because at this point, you're kind of playing who, like, like, like slot corner carousel, like uh, musical chairs, essentially. Who's going to go there week to week? Like, Jair's almost certainly going to be on the outside every week, covering hopefully the number one option. But if they can draft a good slot corner, then why not do that? And then move Razul to safety. Like, I think he would be good. I think he would just need to improve on his um, his tackling ability. But I don't. I, I see the vision. Is I guess where I'm going with this. In that, yeah. I don't think it complicate matters. It would only complicate matters if they don't draft somebody to play slot corner. Yeah, that's where it's it's all about just getting your best players on the field. Mm-hmm. at this point and there are pitfalls with that as we've seen with the start of basically before Stokes got hurt you know it wasn't easy for Razul Douglas either um um on top of Stokes or Stokes struggling god uh <laughs> before he got hurt too so it was not the best uh or what you wanted from the first however many weeks that was but again I would just fall on the side of you're going to put your best players out there and you try to make it work however you can. And you're going to exhaust all options. You know I mean, especially if the Packers, as much as they are trading cap space and stuff like that, what if they don't get like a, a Von Bell who I've seen as like a theoretical target as a, mm-hmm. for safety or that experienced safety in free agency. So you do have options internally. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, but I do like I like the brain blast. I like the epiphany Thanks. of just just getting. <laughs> you did like a very like <laughs> tilt toward the camera. Um. Yeah. I, I just think like Razul had a okay year, and definitely had some penalties, and I guess had a we'll say we'll say fine year. Like, I think our grades kind of mentioned that that wasn't good, wasn't great. Kind of had a regression based off of his um his breakout year at the Packers and he only played um let's see one two snaps at um 
at free safety this 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 past year. And so, as opposed to a hundred and just about two hundred at slot corner and six hundred and twelve um, out wide. So, I definitely think if they decide to do that, it'd be a new adventure for him. But I don't think he's incapable of succeeding there. Yeah, I think he would be able to do it just fine and be able to succeed in hawking down those balls. Yeah. But that'd be my my hope. It would yeah, it, it's, would, it's... it would mean that he has to learn and the rest of the defense has to learn their zone handoffs a lot better than they did last year, particularly yes. Rasul. Like that's that'd be the biggest thing is that if they do that um they just they just have to learn it better because that was the downfall of last year's defense was they could not they just couldn't they couldn't do it. And they started to do it towards the end of the year, but it was not consistent whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that would just be the biggest thing. So um that wraps up all of our questions. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check the uh the little list here, and I think that is uh that's it. Jordan, do you have anything else you'd like to uh, to touch on Packers news-wise? No. No, I do not. All right. Fair I fun. thought there was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thought there was something else, but now I, can't, I couldn't think of it. But that's why I will say no, Your Honor. I am by no means honorable. <laughs> but thank you. Um, All right couple of promotions to get to um as always folks check out the rest of the gspn uh podcasts on our network and the blue wire network obviously um ty and rohan dropped an episode on monday uh will the bucks ever lose again live score update coming to you fast and furious some might say um as i vamp because i am slow in pulling up the uh the actual score they're playing tonight against the Orlando Magic and are currently up 10 at halftime. Mm. 76-66. So, will the Bucks ever lose again? Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? That um, Rohan and Ty boys are back again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Um, so, yeah, go check out uh, Monday's episode of the Eurostop if you haven't already. It's good stuff. Um. It's that time of year. It's March officially now. Spring training is kicked off for the <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they've played three games as of now, I believe, or three, four, depending on how you split up the days of when they do. They split the team, essentially, between their 40-man rosters. Um, and the Cruising for a Bruising Fellas, Adam McGee and Andrew Snyder, talked about uh, just that spring training action in general, as well as the new pitch clock, which has been amazing if you haven't watched a game of baseball lately um it's fast games are about 45 minutes half hour faster than they were at this point in spring training last year oh it's it's good it's it's, watching the game is actually uh intriguing and not lulling into a into a slumber so um they also touched on their experience of their playback of the 2018 brewers uh nlcs run so they just did game one on monday they talked about Brendan Woodruff's Iconic Homer in that podcast. And uh, come join us for other playbacks for games two through seven. It is a mystery of how that 
uh, series turns out. So come watch along with us and <laughs> hang out, watch some baseball before real baseball starts in um, a month from today, actually. So, yes. And do you and Adam have an episode of one in six or I don't think you do looking at anything. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So as this is out, we should be recording later today. Well, there I think you that's go. what it would be. You yes. heard it here first, folks. Check your your feeds. Exclusive. Check your feeds for uh for that. And then make time for this. Touched on the um new Netflix series um Full Swing for a follow along of I think it's the golfers. It, it is golfers. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, it does focus on the PGA Tour. And I think touches on live looking at the episode description. So um, if you've watched Drive to Survive, the F1 series that uh, Netflix did, this is in a similar vein, but for golfers. So I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but I am intending to quite soon. Um, so yeah, go check it out and then listen to the make time for this episode about it. Um, and as always, like, subscribe hit that smash or smash that like and subscribe button. That was a horrendous call to action. Um, but yeah, leave a review, <laughs> five star review, all that stuff. Go over to gsp.info for all the pod links. Fill out the Google form to come hang out with us on April 4th to watch some sports, have some brews, hang out, and be merry. Um, I don't think I have anything else for you guys. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Jordan, thank you. Thank you. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.